0: all right everybody welcome back to another episode of the doghouse with adam and jimmy welcome in my dear friend jg jimmy rogers what's going on adam good morning hey brother how you doing this how you doing this morning
1: oh man we rolling get dog training done and uh Great weather coming, so we we getting it done right now.
0: Yeah, Austin's down there uh, getting the kennel ready and loaded up and everything right now. And and you wouldn't think I'd own a bark collar.
1: sucker <laughs> suckers gone wild this morning.
0: I'm telling you, man, it, it was loud. So I'm going yeah. to I'm gonna have to put them on charge or whatnot.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. i would actually done that this morning when mine are all over charging because last night I heard some yapping out of ones I think it was wearing them. So.
0: <laughs> well, good, good. <laughs> So, um, Jimmy, we're going to try something new here. Um, all right, what we, well, we got planned? We're going to once a week, a little 15, 20-minute yeah. Q&A session.
1: Absolutely. That sounds good, man. And I, I like
0: it. Yeah. Or once a week, once every two weeks, something like that. But um, what we would like for you guys to do is uh, connect with us on our social media, on our Instagram, at Mallard Run, at Campbell's Hillside Kennels, and – and send in questions. If you have a topic you would like us to address in these fifteen or twenty minute, you know, it's just gonna be about dog training and philosophy and whatnot. So if you would like to hear us talk about something, bounce ideas off of one another on on something like that, send it into our Instagram and we'll we'll jump on it. Yeah. Um yeah. also if you like the dog house, um I've been told that it helps if you go on uh, iTunes and rate it, give us a comment. Um, I've heard that helps. So that a, something about an algorithm that puts it out there, something like that. Jimmy, it's it's way above my pay grade on that deal.
1: Yes, sir. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know how many people's listening to it, but I know uh, every time I go to a hunt test, I get approached quite a bit with guys who say they really enjoy it. Now, they may they may be feeling me uh, full of crap, but everybody seems like they're having a good time, and I know we are. So. As long as everybody's enjoying it and having a good time, I'm all for them. We'll just keep on rolling. We've got a couple of good guests lined up coming in over the next few weeks, so that's something to be excited about.
0: Absolutely. We have some good guys lined up to come in, and we're excited about. So, um, without further ado, Jim, you know, since this is the first Q&A type deal, I come up with a topic myself, and I wanted to get your thoughts on challenging your dog and not necessarily only challenging your dog, but challenging yourself when you're out training.
1: Absolutely. I I think that's something that uh, uh, a lot of us get stuck in a rut doing the same thing over and over, you know, throwing HRC setups, master-type setups, and never letting that dog maybe see it reach his full potential because there's more to it, you know, giving him opportunity to, to, to do some stuff that he's not normally done or or uh, things that he's a little uncomfortable with, but trying to get him to be comfortable with.
0: Right, man. Let's make no mistake, Jim, that I think that dogs learn from success. And I'm not here to to say that that's not true. I'm in 100% agreement that a dog learns when he is successful. Sure. But I sure. also think you have to step outside of your comfort zone and get more than just exercise at some point. Once they've mastered or gotten really good at something, you have to challenge them on to something else to keep that learning, to keep them learning, keep their brain molding and so forth.
1: That's right. That's right. Now, you know, uh, Al, it's funny that's your topic today because that what you come up with because yesterday morning i done a, a HRC uh, kind of pre-grand, get them swinging with the gun. We've been doing that for a few weeks. And I have been doing a a ton of cheap water, you know, getting ready for a lot of master tests coming up over the next couple of months. And uh, yesterday, we got done with our HRC setup and we moved to another pond. I haven't run at it in a couple of years on another piece of property. And uh, my buddy who trains with me, amateur field traveler, Dr. Phil High, uh, has a couple of his field champions with him and, and I said Doc, pick, pick you something out here and we'll let you run you know first I, he always, he, he's great because he always comes and throws birds and hangs out with us and he'll just jump in you know with whatever I'm doing and we were probably it's hard, a little hard to explain we were probably 250 yards off of a pond and, and you angled down beside the water and you caught a cove and then passed the point and pushed out the o- overall distance on it would have been up onto a dam, guy down there in a white coat. It was probably uh, pushing 350 yards, and that's not what me and my dogs do, especially with that distance from water very often. And it, of course, he run it with a down the shore reentry water blind. He would know off of that mark, run a a real tight uh, catch a corner, a lot of land back into another corner, pick up a bird, pick up a bumper, and come back in and 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 go uh, send back out for the. So Bernie's like, uh, we can do this and then we'll move. I said, well, I got a few of these dogs that let's just see what they do. I said, if it turns into a blind situation, we'll just run a blind on it. And my dogs had never seen anything like it. It was running off of a bank, down angling across the road, through a wheat field, out to a little piece of pasture, and, and then catching that corner down there. And, and Adam, I'll be honest with you, I was pleasantly surprised. You know, a, a few of them done it with just a, a, a couple of cats you know. Uh, hitting that, and I was making them be honest, you know, hit where they were supposed right. to, not, you know. Now, a couple of them got down here and exit stage right, getting away from that water, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they start they started cheating halfway down there, you know, and that was fine.
0: <laughs> put, put maybe, poor <laughs> maybe some poor bastard threw one up here, you know. You know <laughs> so exactly. just run up
1: here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, but that definitely took a lot of my dogs out, way outside of their comfort zone but man, I was pleased. It just showed me that the training I've been doing at a hundred yards, or or 150, or even 200 yards, was there. You know, because once I stopped them and cast them, they knew that that they had to get back honest. You know, get their butt in that water. And, and it took all every dog I've run, everything from you know uh, dogs going to the Grand, and Master Hunters to dogs that's working on getting their Master titles. I actually went under him and, and got that bird, you know, and to, just to get to that bird for what I normally work on, I was very tickled with. So that's exactly what we do. done here today. Get way outside of my comfort or the dog's comfort And I tell you what's different for me is I can't see a dog that far.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's tough.
1: <laughs> it's hard when they're in the water. You're like, man, are they coming at me or are they going away from me? You literally just see the ripple, you know, and know if they're going. And we don't do that enough uh, myself that far away from the water to really know, you know. Uh, so I I was pleased, but absolutely same thing as what you're talking about. I I loved it. I was super tickled and glad we got it done and maybe somewhere down the road that just gives them a little more push, you know, they're like, well, it could be all the way down there at the end, you know,
0: that's right. And, but don't you agree that if you did that more, that you're going to be successful on down the line. If you continue to put that dog in a certain level of discomfort, at that stage it's going to get there it's going to get that retrieve uninterrupted one day because it's going to do it correctly
1: that and that's right and we're getting ready to go to the field now and and i'm going to do hrc setup you know we probably won't see a bird over 150 yards today right have a blind a little further out here and and marks that they they can successfully get if they pay attention you know like something they're very capable of doing today uh so, I, I think that blend, like you said earlier, you, you can't take little dogs out and do that type of work at all age work every day of the week, or, or you're going to crush their their, their pride. But my happiest part is when I said go, uh, what, what we do, we put a pile of birds down there and just throwed a big white bumper over into the pile so that dogs could see it. You know, it's so far down there.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, when I said go, every one of those dogs left running as hard as they could that direction that automatically tickled me. Well, you, you know, you ought to have
0: been tickled that they looked out there and found him.
1: Right. Yeah, I, absolutely. And, and we've done enough white coat to spring, far enough out on land that they, I had one dog. I couldn't get to find a gun and it, he had to shoot, and wave his hands and holler for a couple of minutes before he finally found. It. But once he found him, he locked and, and went down there. The rest of them, I had two or three walk up there and they scanned it. and Boom. They, he, they locked on him. You know, there like, we go. You know, so I, all of that was was uh, just just fun for me, fun for the. And I committed to myself too. There wasn't gonna be any pressure on that.
0: Right, it can't be, uh-huh. or it makes it. A, you know, the next time you come up there, and if you went up there and you pounded the piss out of them, you come up the next time and you ask your dog to look out through there that far, and they're gonna go be like, God dang, I know what yeah. happened last time. It's so a you yeah. crucify me <laughs> for for not getting in the water right down there. And I just, I just, then I'm going to look way left or look way yeah. right, you know, then you well, create problems.
1: you get yourself in a jam you can't get out of at that point. I, I had one dog get down there and take way too much water. And that was just so, I was so happy about that. And I just, you know, of course I had to let her go for a while, you know, cause I wanted her to know that that was good. You know, I, it was like, I say, again, this is way down there. And she's kind of, so I debated on stopping and handling at that point. I just radioed the bird boy, told Troy, I said, hey, man, just holler at her and throw that bumper, throw another bumper over there. There you go. Boom. He threw another Bam. She turned from out way out in the middle of the pond, swimming kind of the wrong, you know, opposite direction. Turn. boom, right back there. You know, so that, that type of stuff and giving them success in it. Uh, and we do that quite a bit. You know, not, you know, that's something I that would maybe do, once a week or even every couple of weeks and I think I'm going to start doing it more
0: right so you're saying that yesterday you felt like you and your dogs had a certain level of discomfort doing something in the field that led you to grow
1: oh absolutely well, like I mean not only it, the dogs
0: it, grew but you grew as a handler and as a dog trainer
1: that's right. And I don't care at what level you're running, short of being an all age dog, anybody that walks up there and looked at the setup, it would be intimidating to anybody because there was so much that could go wrong in it, you know? Absolutely. Uh, so I, that, that's the part that, that I feel like I got the most out of. Right. It was intimidating, but, but my dogs did not act intimidated about it at all. Like I said, I knew I was getting success. Now, if I'd have run one or two and they left there, like I don't even know where I'm going. But them suckers struck out running towards that going down there, you know, and that which, you know, was was ideal for the situation I was in.
0: Um, I I like it. I like it. So, I going back to the the my point of this conversation was, you know, you challenged your dogs yesterday to do something that they don't normally do, and they made mistakes, and then those mistakes were okay. It was not the end of the world. You went home, you slept fine because your dogs got better. I think, I think when I was younger, if my dogs didn't go out and mop up whatever I did very clean, I, didn't, I wasn't happy. And now when I go out and a dog struggles to do what we're doing, but, but the dog's still happy, it didn't do it perfectly, but it learned and it got out of its comfort zone that dog got better that day. And if you go out and you just pound it every day, you're not getting better to me. Yeah. You're not, your dog's not growing.
1: Well, Adam, you know, you and I are at the level or not the level, but at the, the, we've been doing this long enough that we're not trying to win the the training day. You know, that we're, we're training. We're, you know, we're training and we know there's going to be, even out of our big dogs, we, we realize there's going to be mistakes made. You know, and and i've run with uh you know not not a ton but several field trial guys that'll come in and, and jump into my setups and and they're all age dogs can can mess up some of that you know we're talking you know 100 to 150 yard marks off multiples or whatever and, and they can go in and put on the same hunt that my season level dog is doing out there yeah. you know that it happens you know and, and they're not upset about it. they know you know they're they're just working with the dog, they're training. But then when it's time to shine, they're expecting the, the dog to, to to be able to do that much bigger work way and way more, you know, uh, at a at a higher quality because they're training to that level more often. They're keeping their dog their comfort zone is where, where our where our stops is where theirs begins.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And and that what I'm trying to say is not limited to the 350-yard multiple-entry watermark. We're talking about if you have a puppy, you know, when you start stretching his marks out, if he's pounding them at 20, well, let's throw him one at 35 or 30 and move him out a little bit, get him out of his comfort zone, get him a little further, get him a little further. If if your dog's doing a triple, let's say we got a finished dog, he'll do a third base, second base, first base triple. Well, then let's put him a – a triple out with a long bird that's off the backside of the flyer real tight and make it hard, you know, teach him to do that type of stuff. And then when you come out and you got the around the horn, you know, third base, second base, first base, triple, it's pretty, it's pretty simple at that point.
1: That's right. That's right. Where no, it's not just repetitive to the same thing. You know, uh, me and Tyler Patterson run together this weekend and, and we were talking about that. Sometimes we, we train these dogs to a certain level, and we'll even get in a test situation or a training situation where some of the bigger dogs will mess up because they can tell when they sit down at the bucket or, or standing there if it's a below their pay grade type setup. They make pay they less; at, they're underwhelmed. They're like, "Well, that was over there. That one over there. That right there, there, there," and they'll they'll kind of muddle around out there, and they will usually get them, you know, because they're 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 experienced enough, but but you can see them. Kind of underwhelmed. They're they're not they're not out there searching it like they normally would. You know, when you got them at a at a point where they've got to really put a pinpoint mark on a hard bird or off of a off of another bird or a scenario where their brains working the entire time they're out there, uh, I think makes a big difference.
0: And you'll see it a lot of times though. The opposite of that too. You'll you'll get to a master test, and it'll be a a good a good tough master test. And since you've been challenging your dog and challenge yourself to do harder things and, and bigger and better things that, that your dog will go out and do it well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With confidence. With confidence. Yes. Yeah. So. And, and that's
1: something I, I think, you know, talking about getting outside your comfort zone. Like I said, we, I try to get something in like that every, every few days, uh, but but I think it's important saying for sure, I think we've, we've talked about that, but saying for sure that, that you do stuff that builds your dog's confidence too. Some people call it therapy marks or whatever, but I, I'm more of a do something they're capable of but still have to look for it.
0: Right, absolutely. And I'm not saying that um, it's, a, it's a one brick at a day type deal. You, you don't go out and expect your dogs to be able to do that that harder stuff today. You know, if I got, let's say I got 10% better at what I was working on, then that is good. And hopefully the next time I try it, I'm 10% better and 10% better. And you build that, you build it one brick at a time. And then, then you'll get there. It does not have to happen zero to a hundred. That's right. That's That's not, that's not the way that it, in my mind that it happens. So, Yep. Um, we promised we was going to keep this short, Jim. So, yes. and, and so basically all I'm saying is get out of your comfort zone, get your dog out of his comfort zone, challenge him to grow, challenge him to get better every day. Can't be butterflies and unicorns and teddy bears and shit. <laughs> you got to train him. That's right. If you want yeah. them to get better. Absolutely.
1: Let's, uh, let's don't forget one thing. Very important. Our sponsor.
0: Yes. Yes. That's right. Um, I, I was about to leave without doing that, but um, Sullivan Motors, fantastic people, no better ride than the GM and their Chevrolet. I'm a bow tie guy, so uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes, sir. I just ain't I ain't gonna have nothing else. I have had other things, and I just I always ended up back on a Chevrolet or a GMC. So go get you one, Sullivan Motors, Collins, Mississippi. BS delivers.
1: Very good, Adam. Had fun, man. Let's do it again. We'll, we'll uh
0: We'll do it again, man. You guys send in some uh send us in some topics, man. I'll I'll spill the beans on you and I ain't gonna train your dog for you, but I'll kinda get you headed in the right direction. There, there you go. You know, so <laughs> Absolute. All right, fellas. We out.
1: See you guys.